It's inevitable. Going on a job interview, you are going to be asked what your salary requirements are. And you're probably going to be asked this awful question very early in the process before you've had a chance to get the lay of the land. Answer with a number too high and you can kiss that job goodbye. But answer with a lowball figure and that's what they'll pay you. You could be potentially leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table. The best advice regarding answering the what are your salary requirements question is to deflect it and try and avoid the subject until they fall madly in love with you. Then, hopefully, with you in the driver's seat, you can command a king's ransom for salary. Sadly, this piece of advice is often easier said than done. Stick around until the end when we'll share some ways you can try and avoid being pinned down to an exact number. I always somewhat cynically assumed that you were asked your salary requirements early in the interview process so the company could get you for the lowest possible salary. I know the standard line is that the company wants to make sure they can afford you, but honestly, I always thought that was a whole bunch of hooey until the following happened to me. I was helping a company revamp their accounts payable process. They were trying to get up to using best practices and they also needed to hire a new accounts payable manager or actually a director of accounts payable. So they asked me would I help. They had uh, a uh, recruiting agency who had identified several candidates, but they wanted me to interview the candidate to see, to make sure that they knew what accounts payable best practices were and to see if I felt from an accounts payable standpoint or knowledge standpoint, they would be a good candidate. They knew what they were talking about. They were going to interview the candidates also, obviously, to see if they were a good fit for the people that they had there. And they also said to me, by the way, if you know of any candidates who might be good for us, um, you know, please, you know, get their resumes and let's put them in the mix. So I put a little uh, notice in our free easing and I got uh, resumes from a few people who were interested. And so I interviewed a number of candidates for them. They then interviewed them. And miraculously, for once, we were all on the same page. We all thought this one guy was head and shoulders above everybody else who, who they had interviewed. And we both came to the same conclusion separately. So voila, I thought this was a big success. They were going to make him the offer, and I went back to uh, my life in general. And a few days later, I got a call from somebody at the company, and he said, Mary, this guy asked for double the amount that we were willing to pay. Now, they were offering a good salary, a competitive salary, not a great salary, and maybe they could have gone up a little bit, but let's face it, nobody has double the money in their budget, uh, even if they've fallen madly in love with someone, as we had. So we all spent, uh, we all wasted a lot of time. Not only that, after spending all this time with this guy and getting invested in him, all the other candidates looked lackluster. So I began to, to see the light, if you will, there. And I'm sure it will come as no surprise to you to learn that I now fully embrace the concept of making sure that both you and the company are on the same playing field when it comes to salary, because otherwise you're just wasting everybody's time. But that doesn't necessarily mean you need to give them a very precise number. Before you go on any interviews, including Zoom interviews or pre-interviews as I like to call them, you need to decide how you're going to answer this question. You want to be ready because you're going to be asked. Here are some steps you can take to make sure you come up with a, your right response or a response. Number one, um, step number one in determining your ideal salary request. 
First of all, do a little research beforehand so you know what is a reasonable salary for that position. You can look at salary.com. You can look at job listings for the similar positions in similar locales or your location. You can look on indeed.com, look at LinkedIn, etc. And don't forget to check Glassdoor as well as any other resources that you may have. Okay, that's step one. Step two, figure out what the minimum salary you would be willing to accept is. Don't share this, but have it in the back of your mind. So for example, if you need $75,000 a year to meet all your expenses, it's silly to go on a job interview paying $40,000. For as much as they are, are, would like you, they are unlikely to have that much wiggle room. Step number three, estimate how much it is reasonable to expect to get. Once you have that number, you can decide whether or not that number is acceptable for you. After doing the research, you may just decide that your current job isn't as bad as you thought it was and doesn't pay as poorly as you thought, and you may just decide to stay put. But for the purposes of continuing this broadcast, let's assume that isn't the case and you want to go forward. Keep in mind that most people look for a 15 to 20% increase over their current salary unless, and this is a big one, the current salary is less than it should be. And I'm going to talk more about that later on in this talk. Once you've gone through the numbers, you have the information you need to answer that dreadful question if you're asked and decide to answer. When asked for your salary requirements, be prepared to provide a range with the following ca caveat, depending on the fringe benefits. So you can t say, um, you can give them a range. So for example, if you decided you wanted 80,000, you might say somewhere between 75,000 and 90,000, depending on the fringe benefits and the whole package. In the US, many employees must contribute to the cost of their medical care. And so that's a consideration also. You can also see if there is any company match for a 401k or a 503b retirement plan. And of course, the number of vacation days given also offers some wiggle room. I know a number of organizations whose salaries they know are on the lower side, so they offer um, additional vacation days. Now, many people, including me, are always concerned that if you give a range, the company will always try and get you at the very bottom of the, of the range. Now, occasionally, this will be true. But if you use the disclaimer about the benefits and other uh, things offered, you've at least partially covered yourself. So many people say, why not just give them a number? And I suppose you can if you want to. But let me share with you something that happened to me at the very beginning of my career. It was my second job. I had in mind a nice round number that I wanted to earn. No range here. I, I wasn't that sophisticated. So when the HR manager asked me what my requirements were, I told her. Boy, was I naive. It never occurred to me that I should ask for a little bit more in case they wanted to negotiate. But that didn't happen. They offered me what I asked for, which should have made me a little suspicious. But I was young, and for a while I was satisfied. But then, after I was there a little bit, I somehow found out, I forget how now, that they had been willing to pay and had budgeted for 15% more than I had asked for. Should this have mattered to me since I got what I wanted? Probably not, but I'm human and it did. And after all these years, here I am telling you about it. Would you have answered that question? Let us know in your, your thoughts on this issue in the comments. So if you decide you don't want to answer the question, how can you avoid answering it? Here are a few tactics. Tactic number one, put the onus back on them and ask how much they have budgeted for the position. 
Sometimes they'll answer, and then you can decide whether or not there's a match or you are so far apart that it's pointless to continue the conversation. Of course, you can continue with the hope that they'll like you so much that they'll do whatever they have to to get you. But remember, it's unlikely anybody will ever pay double what they've, they've budgeted. All right. Number two, claim, rightly so, that at this point you don't know enough about the position and the benefits package to adequately answer that question. Tactic number three, occasionally you might get away with just not answering it. How? Just talk without answering. You can say something like, it would depend on many factors and talk a little bit about the word, the benefits, what the job entailed, how many people would be reporting to me. In a few cases, very few probably, they might not notice that you haven't answered, but don't count on this working too often, okay? Sometimes you're going to eventually have to um, answer the question and remember what happened to me. Now. Keep in mind that they are asking you what your salary requirements are. They are not asking how much money you're making currently, or at least hopefully they're not. Now, if you're underpaid in your current job and they ask your current salary requirements, um, they'll say something like, what is your current salary? Because traditionally, this was the base from which they would craft their offer. But if your salary is lower than it should be, this puts you at a huge disadvantage, really huge. This is a large part of the explanation of the current gender wage gaps. That's why now, in almost half the states, it's illegal to ask that question. I believe eventually we'll all stop asking it, but we're not at eventually. We're here today. I saw a really great answer to that question on the website fearlesssalarynegotiation.com. Don't you love that? And here's how they suggested answering it. I'm not really comfortable sharing that information. I would prefer to focus on the value I can add to this company and not what I'm being paid in my current job. If that doesn't work, and there's a chance it won't, then try one of the deflection tactics we discussed earlier. As you might imagine from the implications on gender wage gap that I've discussed, pay transparency is becoming a huge issue. We did a talk on that which you can watch right now using the link that has appeared on your YouTube screen and is in the description.